welcome to GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, founder and creator of GYSB. Get your sexy back, health and fitness movement. Over 13 years ago, I lost over 50 pounds and on that journey, I found joy, peace and more self-love. That's how the GYSB movement got started because I wanted to share with other people what I had found for myself. And now in my 50s, I'm still on this journey. And now I'm starting to navigate some of the inevitable changes that come with aging. So GYSB Talks will cover topics that will help women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s get to their next level of optimal living. Physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to episode 11 of GYSB Talks. Today, we are having a discussion on alopecia hair loss and the impact it's having not only in the lives of women and men, but about children. It's impacting children in a major way. And I wanted to talk about this today. I have a special guest with me. Her name is Tyra Thomas, and she's the creator of Treasured Brown Girl. It's a company that creates wigs and boxes for children with alopecia. So we'll be talking with Tyra. Hi, Tyra. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, everybody, and thank you. Um, Tyra and I met at a conference a couple months ago, um, and we said we were going to have each other, sorry, we said we were going to talk to each other on the podcast because alopecia is something that is very important to me. I am somebody who has struggled, suffered with, lived with um, this cruel disease, you know, for the past, I don't know, since 2015. And it's very impactful in so many different ways and so many different areas of my life. And so when I met her and we were talking about this and we started talking about how it's impacting children, I said, you know what, I think this is something that that people need to hear because I don't want parents and caregivers suffering with this, you know, in silence. I think people need to be made aware of it. So um, tell me how you are connected to to alopecia. Well, someone I love really dearly has had um, alopecia areata since she was eight. Mm. And she's now 12. Okay. So she has had it um, for about three years now. And during that time, it has um, been a real roller coaster ride. Um, alopecia is something that um, is kind of sporadic and spontaneous. Um, at least um, the alopecia areata is specifically. And during this process, her bald patches have kind of come and go and Mm -hmm. they've been kind of here and there. So that's really um, how my journey began. We've tried all the things. We've tried the hair growth oils. We've tried the supplements, the ointments, the steroid treatments. We didn't try the injections. That was a little too gruesome for, you know, that we thought for her to experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think what people automatically go to is let's fix this. Right. Mm -hmm. And as a child, even as an adult, you have so much hope and I can only imagine what that's like for a kid, you know, a kid under 12 or going through this, you know, children are going through this at the age of three and four and having to go Mm -hmm. to school and, 
and so hopeful that my hair is going to grow back and I'm going to be quote unquote normal again. Um, I can only imagine like how that is on the psyche, like the psychological impacts of that, because there's a letdown, even for me, like I've gone through all the treatments, all the topical creams and ointments and oils and injections. I've done, you know, PRP um, and just been so hopeful. And then when it doesn't grow back, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's still here. It's it's not going away. So I can only imagine what that's like for a kid um, and also for a, a caregiver. Like, how has that impacted you as somebody who's really trying to make this something that th- this young person can really be able to deal with? It's, to be honest, it's, it's been really difficult. It is, you know, it's something that has you um, sometimes where you feel hopeless, you know, yeah. you feel like um, you're suffering in silence. That's one of the things that um, really troubles me about um, alopecia in kids. Okay. Because I think a lot of the children, they, you know, they suffer from this disease in silence. For example, in our particular situation, you know, we tried to camouflage it for years, you mm-hmm. know, because we didn't want anyone to know. We didn't want, you know, the stigma that's attached to this. Mm-hmm. We didn't want the teasing from other kids and all of those things. So, you know, we kind of did what we could as far as, you know, different hairstyles. So you could not see um, the hair loss. I think that is the biggest part of this because Mm -hmm. there is so much suffering in silence and the children, you know, they have to keep this all bottled in and then the parents or caregivers, they have to be strong for the child. Yeah. So they're too suffering in silence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I met this lady who was going through that with her child and she was just in so much, she was in so many tears and I just, I really felt for her because she couldn't do that in front of the child. She had to do right. it, do it alone or do it with family members. And even with family members, people try to hide it. Um, and I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's, it's something that they're embarrassed about. I think they're trying to hide it because they don't want the attention drawn to it for the kid. Am I correct? That's the majority of the time. That's it. And then a lot of it is they don't want people to um, feel ashamed. Mm. You know, the, the child suffers when other people in their family are hurt by mm-hmm. the disease. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's times where, you know, you go in public with your child and there's, you know, people staring, you know, they ask questions that are um, bizarre. It's like, you really ask me that? Like, do, do your child, does your child have cancer? You know, Oh, I'm so, I feel so sorry for you. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and they say things like that. And it's, you know, not intentionally um, being rude or harmful. You know, people are curious. And, you know, some people, they just don't know what they don't know. You right. Know, they don't know how to um, control, you know, their thoughts or the behaviors, you know, and just take a moment to say, you know, we need to be really mindful of what this situation is and maybe we shouldn't ask this question or maybe there's a different way for us to ask that question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how would you, what would you like to see in the community as far as discussions around this and how we might be able to be more supportive in a way that makes sense 
um, that isn't so, you know, intrusive and making people feel bad and ashamed? What would you like to see more of? I would like to see more representation in our community for black and brown girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see more people and associations formed with um, individuals that have black and brown girls who are in front of these organizations who are talking about this disease mm-hmm. and who are finding creative ways to help these little girls um, reinforce their confidence, mm-hmm. whether that is teaching them, you know, how to focus not only on their disease, but their skills or abilities mm-hmm. or ways that they can, you know, channel these emotions, you know, give them support um, and people that they can talk to who they can trust so that they can get these emotions that are really complicated and complex that Mm -hmm. they deal with um, as a result of this disease out. So they're not inside and bottled up, you know, and um, causing all of this trauma because what happens is, you know, we, we carry those things later on in life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's points in our life where they limit our abilities to do other things. Yes. And I don't want that for these girls. You know, I want to normalize this condition. I want to see a very holistic approach that addresses not only the physical needs of these girls, you know, with products that are good quality. I want something that addresses the emotional and the mental needs for um, these girls. Those are the type of things that I didn't see when I was working to um, create and start building this brand. And that really, it really frustrated me, you know, kind of concerned me. Mm-hmm. So that's what really helps fuel the passion I have for, you know, creating this brand and creating a community um, for these girls. Yeah, I, I love and their caregivers. Yeah, I, I really love it because you're not just talking about it. You're not just talking about, oh, I wish this were in existence or I wish we had more of this. And you're 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 making it an opportunity to really bring something about that can really bring about change and inclusivity. So I want to know more about your brand, Treasured Brown Girl. Um, can you tell us about the boxes and what's inside? Yes. Um, we have a, a wig box and the wig box was designed really to do all of those things. It was designed with really a holistic approach so that, you know, it addressed the physical needs of the girl with mm-hmm. the, the wig. There's a beautiful headband wig inside of it. And there's also a guided journal. Mm. That guided journal is what really um, addresses the emotional needs of the little girl who's suffering for, from this disease. Mm-hmm. It, it really gives her the opportunity to work through some of those complex emotions that she's having. And there's activities in there, mm-hmm. you know, that um, are fun to help, um, you know, kind of uplift her spirit. And then there's questions in there that kind of help release some of the trauma that is associated Mm -hmm. with this disease. And then there's, of course, other little goodies that really just reinforce self-confidence and help them feel good about themselves. Oh, nice. Now, is this something that the the kid works through with the parent? 
No, it's something that they can work through um, on their own. Okay. It is something that there are questions in there that um, if they feel like it's something that they, it's too hard for them to answer on their own, uh-huh. it does direct them to talk to someone they trust. Okay. Whether that's a parent or, you know, a family member or a friend. Okay. So do, do you have different levels for different age groups? Right now, I have one that is really focused on the age group nine to 17. Okay. Um, I have considered um, creating one for the earlier years, but Mm -hmm. based on all of the research I've done, the most impacted um, for this community and for, you know, as far as the emotional impact, it's really affecting the nine to 12 year old range. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I found. It says that hair loss could happen at any time, but Mm -hmm. 65% of patients experience their first episode before the age of 16. Yep. So I think, yeah, you're right, right in that right Mm -hmm. target age for you. Um, This is amazing. Um, How can people get the boxes? Well, right now we're in the building phase, okay. so they're not available now. However, people can follow me or our business on Facebook and on Instagram at Treasure Brown Girl. We will be on all of those platforms under Treasure Brown Girl. Mm-hmm. And we have an email address that... Um, they can email us with questions. It is hello at treasuredbrowngirl.com to find out you know, when we are going to officially launch. Right now, we are planning to officially launch in December. Okay. So we are working right now really hard to build up our social media pages and get everything um, together so that we can um, go ahead and launch this brand and share, share it with the community. Well, Tyra, thank you so much for coming on today. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to share before we go? I just like to thank you for this opportunity and thank you for um, supporting this mission because I think it's it's really important. Alopecia is something that hits different overall, but it really hits different when it comes to the lives of our children. So I am just thankful um, to have the opportunity to come on this platform to talk about it. And I hope that someone hears this message um, that can also take this information and maybe build um, something that will also further some of the desires that I have for the alopecia community and the brown and black girls who need help and support. Yes, I, I'm really glad that we connected and I'm looking forward to staying in touch and the launch of your, your wig boxes. I think that's going to be amazing. I love that you're launching them in December. It'd be a really great Christmas gift for a young lady who's dealing with alopecia. So I'm excited for it. It's very, uh, very much appreciated and needed. Um, and I appreciate you for taking time to be on the podcast today. And thank you everyone for listening to the podcast today. If you have any questions about this particular episode, I will have a Q&A segment here on the, uh, the podcast here on Spotify. You can put a question there. If you want to DM me, you can do that on Instagram. I'm GYSB Movement on Instagram. You can also email me at GYSB Movement at gmail.com. Um, and if you have any questions for Tyra, 
You can find her at Treasured Brown Girl on Instagram and on Facebook. You can DM her directly there. So thank you all so much for joining in. I will see you next week on GYSB Talks. We're gone for now. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.